Hello, and welcome to The Right Side of History, a show dedicated to exploring current events through a historical lens and busting left-wing myths about figures and events of America's past. My name is Jared Stepman, a contributor to The Daily Signal. And I'm Fred Lucas, White House correspondent for The Daily Signal. This week, we will be discussing the recently released movie Chappaquiddick, which is a story of Massachusetts Senator Ted Kennedy's infamous car crash off a bridge on Chappaquiddick Island that led to the death of a young woman. The movie was directed by John Coran and produced by Mark Ciardi, among others. And uh, Fred Lucas uh, actually wrote what I thought was a great review of this movie for the Daily Signal just just before it came out. He actually had a, the opportunity to see it beforehand. And Fred, I'd like to talk to you about about your great review, which I, I thought brought a lot of insights to uh, to this movie. Well, yeah, I uh, one one point I, I did make in the review, and that is. Uh, that uh, history is full of cases where a lot of conservatives, and I, th- I think rightly point out that if, if this kind of scandal for Republican had, had done this, you know, fill in the blank, impeachment, whatever. Uh, Chappaquiddick's not really one of those cases. I think Chappaquiddick is a case where if a politician other than a Kennedy had done this, you can't even imagine what would have happened. Their career would probably be over. Ted Kennedy's career uh, continued well after this. Of course, he was – he – died as a senator in 2009 so uh you know, four four decades oh good uh, could you take yeah. us through uh fred could you take us through what actually happened uh, on this night of course this infamous yeah. night i think this is you know, certainly older generations remember yeah. the story of ted kennedy but maybe for a lot of younger americans they don't really know they may have heard of kennedy obviously he has the famous family name right. but could you take us through the night of this incident and what happened yeah yeah uh and and it, and it was well played out in the movie uh of course there, there was a Probably uh, some level of uh, artistic license in the movie, like there is in any historical movie. But uh, 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 Ted Kennedy left a party with Mary Jo Capepney, uh, and they uh, they crashed into a river, uh, and uh, the the car submerged. Uh, he got out, she drowned, and he went back to the party. I actually in the movie, the the first words that came out of his mouth were. I'm not going to be president, which is a rather shocking thing to say to his friends. Uh, his, uh, his friends went back there, won a U.S. attorney, won a longtime Kennedy advisor, uh, and jumped in, tried to rescue her. They were unable to, uh, uh, and they strongly advised him, you got to report this. Sooner or the better, you got to report this. He didn't report it. The Kennedy family sort of uh, circled the wagons on this. They brought in their longtime advisors, people like Ted Sorensen, who was famously part of the 1960 campaign with uh, Jack Kennedy, uh, and Robert McNamara, the defense uh, secretary with under Kennedy. And they uh, worked it out, put together this great scripted uh, appeal to the nation. Uh, and Ted Kennedy managed to survive this. It was rarely... Uh, going forward, uh, and this is not so much part of the movie, but it was going forward. This was rarely brought up in his campaigns. Uh, it was viewed as taboo in the state of Massachusetts uh, to even bring this up. But it probably ruined him for forever being president. It's probably he was probably correct to say, "I'm not going to be president." Yeah, I, I think it's what's what's. I think which makes it really dramatic is not just that this. 
this car crash took place and this this awful incident where he crashed with this young woman who drowned. It's mm-hmm. I think a lot of the you know waiting so long. Uh, to actually yeah. retrieve her from the water, not reporting it, not telling authorities, you know, questions about whether Kennedy was actually drunk that night, where he had been inebriated. Those, he, I believe, he always pretty denied. Pretty clear that he. Well, I, I, I think it's pretty clear that he was. There, there been quite a bit of drinking at the party he was at, um, and 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 I would say in the movie uh, there was an aspect of the uh, of a even a somewhat sympathetic factor. To Ted Kennedy, it, it was not just this black and white film. There was a, a somewhat nuanced Ted Kennedy in that um, he was, you know, shaken by the family tragedy that he experienced. His older brother was assassinated in 1963. His uh, other older brother was, uh, he was the youngest, was assassinated in 1968, just barely a year before this awful incident happened. Yeah, I think one thing that I think they touch on in the movie that is important when speaking about Ted Kennedy, who was the youngest of, of four brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, many, obviously, one was a basically right, a war right. hero who had died in the died war. In war, war uh, his well his, his this, older right. brother, of course, John F. Kennedy, became president, also a war hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Robert Kennedy was known as, you know, this great kind of, uh, kind of intellectual character, this great politician. and. Right. Ted was kind of the the fourth brother, the kind of missing brother. And I, I, there's one great scene that you talk about uh, in your review, uh, this interplay between Ted Kennedy and his father, Joe Kennedy, who was this very wealthy uh, man who was kind of like the patriarch of the Kennedy family. And there's this, this great line that you have here where Ted is talking to his father. He says, I'm not going to be the one defined by my flaws. Joe was the favorite one. Jack was the charming one. Bobby was the brilliant one. And what does that leave me, Dad? The fat one, the stupid one, I'll tell you what, the one that gets in the most trouble. I can be charming. I can be brilliant. I'm the only son you've got left. And I think that uh, that that line from Kennedy, I think, really shows in large part how Ted tried to define himself as something different from his brothers his mm-hmm. entire life. I mean, he was in many ways uh, the most liberal progressive of his of his oh, brothers who yes. are were definitely more moderate yeah. in the family. He yeah, yeah, certainly yeah, had certainly. views that would have put him on very far in the left wing of the Democratic yeah, Party I mean, for a very long JFK time. He would have been if not a moderate Democrat, maybe even a moderate Republican by today's standards. He was very much a supply side economics, um, very strong on defense. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of social issues, a lot of social issues weren't really prominent back in those days. But uh, I've heard people say JFK would have almost been like a Rudy Giuliani type figure or something right. along those lines. But um, – yeah, I, I, and and that that that's an important scene. That that was a scene where uh, Ted Kennedy initially he was going to say um, that uh, Mary Jo was driving, and uh, he he got his people together to say that there was a point uh, which uh, Joey Gargan, who who was his longtime friend and confidant, who was in the movie, uh, who who was sort of the conscience telling him. Constantly tell him you need to do the right thing. You need to say the right thing here. Um, and Kennedy keeps listening to the Ted Sorensons and and the sort of Kennedy cabal that's around him. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was in that scene after after he talked talked to his dad about uh, what does that make me? I can be charming too, and so forth. Uh, that that he he decided. He got a uh, overwhelming feeling of guilt and said, I'm going to try to do this the right way, but it's going to be my way. And I'm going to admit that I was the driver. So he was sort of – he kept 
he 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 sort of had tried to keep uh, one foot on both sides uh, throughout the entire movie, and which which was a really odd thing. Yeah. So so what would you say your your, your kind of final assessment of this is this a, a a very highly negative portrayal of Kennedy? Is it is it even handed? Was it yeah. balanced? Were they trying to bring nuance to the story? Yeah, Obviously, I, I, I definitely thought it was a nuanced look at him. Yeah, I mean that that's yeah. kind of that's kind of and what what I what I feel too is yeah, that at least yeah. you know the director you know wanted to bring a compelling <clears throat> story. This is something that you know many who lionized uh, Ted Kennedy may not even know the kind of details of what had happened. Of course, mm-hmm. a lot of people on the right and conservatives have said for years that that Ted Kennedy has been uh, unfairly lionized, given the fact that he had right. this in his record, and it is. I think uh, it's quite important now because, you know, of course, you know, the Kennedys still uh, are a prominent American political family. They still have uh, Joe Kennedy III is still in Congress. So it's not as if the Kennedys aren't still somewhat relevant today. I mean, they certainly uh, have in many times in the past have been unhappy about some of the betrayals that have gone on in the media, certainly Mm -hmm. with this documentary about the Kennedys that they were not happy about. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, to a certain extent, I mean, I realize this this movie was fiction, but it seems to be a fairly historically accurate portrayal of what happened, at least based on what we know. Would you say that, Fred? I I think so. I think so. And, um, yeah, there there was um, a... and if, if if I might like mention some some of the casting here was casting was somewhat interesting because uh, uh, Jason Clark who was uh, best known for playing in the uh, Showtime series Brotherhood he played a Rhode Island politician so I, I thought a New England politician <laughs> in that sense he played Ted Kennedy uh, Kate Mara uh, who a lot of people listening to this probably might know from the show House of Cards she played Zoe Barnes. A character who was actually killed hmm. by the main character Frank Underwood in that in that show. So, uh, so, so, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. The uh, <laughs> New England politician uh, plays Ted Kennedy. The uh, Mary Jo is played by someone killed by a politician. So, but uh, <laughs> well, so Fred, I think what's what's interesting is it kind of in the aftermath mm-hmm. of this movie is what the reaction has been from kind of. I would say mainstream or liberal mm, media right. sources and how they've responded to this movie. And I, I think there's there's definitely been some interesting ones. I, one you were just speaking to me about just before the show is this uh, this one piece in the New York Times by uh, uh, Neil Gabler, who essentially wrote that uh, this movie was full of uh, malicious lies, that it was a defamation of character practically, and mm. that it was just a, a really uh, unfair take uh, of Ted Kennedy. And I, I, I did find it interesting in this whole – kind of takedown of the movie, he doesn't really provide a whole lot of evidence for why this movie was so inaccurate and to say that, well, it's inaccurate and we shouldn't pay attention. Yeah, I, I, I was even shocked that this was could be published, let alone in the New York <laughs> Times, but may, maybe I shouldn't have been. That's probably naive to be shocked, but I'll only read one line from this, that, uh, which uh, Gabler writes, fake history is no better than fake news. It's maybe worse. It's very possible that over time... Through osmosis of social media, the despicable Ted Kennedy of this movie will eradicate the honorable, F-flawed real one. 
F flawed. <laughs> I, uh, well, you know, I look. I I, I appreciate think, as somebody who writes about history that the certain ideas, certain quotes and phrases from historical figures get you know taken out of context or they get distorted over time. That becomes considered truth. But I did find it interesting in this whole article. I would have expected a little more of an actual correction of the record, which would have been fair. I mean, if it, this the story that's just told was not true, but he gave very little evidence that what was portrayed in the movie was somehow blatantly false. Other than some uh, statements about uh, Joe Kennedy being Joe, Ke- yeah, and, and and when when I said some artistic license, I uh, I'm that that's one area where, yeah, I mean, uh, how how would you necessarily know some of these things? There was also a scene in the movie where uh, where Mary Jo was uh, praying a penance as she was uh, gasping for air. Yeah, how, how would anyone know that? Um, right. I mean, there, you know, so artistic license. I think in any historical movie, that type of thing. You will see, but um, but yeah, I I think uh, he may have seen sort of a different movie because like what I saw was <laughs> a very like I said nuanced portrayal. Kennedy did not look like a purely evil monster, and I think that would not have been a a good movie if 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 he did. He was throughout it. He was very conflicted. He had many choice chances to choose from right and wrong, and ultimately he did the wrong thing. Right. I mean, if anything, it seems like the movie taking that nuance is better as an art form and makes the the characters, even if they do seem to be, uh, you could say, kind of bad in some regards, it makes them seem more human and relatable. And you can you can at least understand mm-hmm. uh, Kennedy from this. You know, even if you know your takeaway is a, a negative impression. Of course, some don't like you know taking that impression down even just a little bit, right. even if it's truthful. Yes. Uh, but there have been, frankly, there have been some other reactions to this. I think have been uh, well equally interesting, if not more ridiculous. Uh, there was one piece that was uh, written in NBC on NBC by Jill Filipovich. Uh, she's a liberal columnist, and she wrote this piece. The headline: Since Chappaquiddick, Democrats' views of women have evolved. Republicans still need to. And the underlying assumptions in this piece is that, well, you know, when Democrats once upon a time let a woman drown in the water like this and covered up for it, but you know, we've kind of learned our lesson and, and moved along. But Republicans, but they, they would just still let women but, drown. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> Well, <laughs> but they haven't, so I'm not sure where, where you're reaching this conclusion. Well, but, which yeah. I thought was really rich is this: first of all, the idea that letting a woman drown uh, any time, anywhere, no matter what age, would have been seen as an acceptable act right. uh, by by anybody, and that anybody would say, "Well, it's okay to cover this up." It's just the insinuation there. And of course, she went on a long diatribe about how uh, President Donald Trump is this terrible guy, and uh, you know, so there's there's a lot certainly of. A lot of valid criticisms of Donald Trump's behavior, but let's be honest: Trump hasn't killed a woman and left her drowning in a car. And I think that's you know certainly something to be pointed out. And and, mm. and Kennedy, of course, had a long, distinguished career afterward, where he served in the Senate, and a lot of people made excuses for him. And to to try to turn this around and blame this on Republicans, I thought was just. Uh, really quite absurd. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, again, you know, if the lesson is from this this movie and from his life is that, you know, it, something's wrong with Republicans, I, I just don't, I don't think, you, you know, you've, you've really taken the right lessons here. Right. Um, but, you know, this wasn't the only one. I think there were certainly some other excuses. I, th- there was another piece by Alyssa Wilkinson uh, writing for Vox uh, with the headline, The Kennedy Family Built Up a Public Mythology, TV and Movies Are Taking It Apart. And what I thought was interesting about this piece is, you know, of course, she has this line that she says that the story Chappaquiddick tells, uh, the story it tells is about how privilege works in America, particularly if you are white 
wealthy and from a well-known family. And I, I thought that line was interesting. And what it omitted from this is that you know Kennedy was also a liberal champion of progressive causes. I mean, people mm-hmm. saw him as uh, the line of the Senate is kind of the nickname he got. And to a certain extent, I think there were excuses made for him, not just because you know, as, as she said, you know, a man of white privilege and mm-hmm. things like this, but because he was a Kennedy, because he was part of this kind of progressive tradition. That this idea that well, his policies uh, are so good. Well, it's okay if he did some kind of bad things in the past. That's okay, uh, even if he, had, in some cases, probably killed somebody uh, by letting her die. Uh, that's okay because you know, kind of gets washed away. Sins get kind of washed away by his uh, progressive activism. So, you know, I think that was definitely something that you know, certainly I saw. And of course, you know, growing up, you know, Kennedy was already in kind of at the tail end of his career. But Kennedy, a lot of Kennedy's flaws were, I think, sometimes excused simply because he was at the forefront of all these causes that people in the media and mm-hmm. especially you know, the left in America really had embraced. And they're willing to basically overlook uh, the things that he had done. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I think uh, on one hand, it took some guts for Hollywood to actually finally make this movie. But they waited till years, nearly a decade after he's, he died. So that's. That, that's another point. To there, there is something so. uh, very interesting about the idea that you know, with you know, dead Republicans are kind of used against live Republicans, and dead Democrats are kind of used to again attack live Republicans. <laughs> um, right. So that that's definitely a thing. And I, I you, we do have to give some credit to, to Hollywood here for putting out not only a movie that I think was fairly accurate in its portrayal and mm-hmm. portrayed a liberal hero in somewhat negative light, uh, but creating good art form, too. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people say that this is, you know, one of the better movies this year, that this is uh, just excellent as a movie. I mean, the yeah, characters that are there, yes. and it's something that's entertaining to watch. And so I, I think they definitely, the movie makers, have to be commended. You don't see much of this uh, coming out of I, Hollywood. I, I think a, a big takeaway, and I mentioned this in the review, but uh, I... Uh, while we're talking about media here, is that um, in 1969, his biggest concern was the big newspapers and three national TV networks. Um, You have to wonder if Ted Kennedy could have survived the Chappaquiddick scandal if uh, he was in a 24-hour news cycle with uh, cable news, with alternative media like like the Daily Signal or, or even Fox News, which not really alternative media per se, but uh, I'm just another other voices out there, and uh, I'm I kind of doubt that, particularly with the uh, I, I'm quite sure he wouldn't survive today the scandal under the Me Too movement. Uh, and that is that is an interesting thing you bring up because of course you know the Me Too movement has become you know really big, especially in the last year, and there's there's a lot of talk about changing and the roles of men and women in the work environment and things like this, but. It's very interesting. I guess the the timing's very curious. Of course, this is a woman, you know, who can't even speak out for herself because right. she was actually killed. And uh, you know, certainly, if you know people are serious about this Me Too movement, I mean, we see moments like this in which you know a woman was killed, and, and frankly, her her name is kind of Mary Joe has kind of disappeared from our history books. I mean, you know, Ted Kennedy gets to go on as this this liberal lion. Here's this young woman whose life is cut short. You know, her life is kind of erased away, and she disappears from from our history books. And you know, this is kind of an important moment where you know she's kind of her story is is brought back. And I think that's what they kind of try to bring back in this movie is, you know, bringing her story to light, where you know she was essentially silenced by being killed in this manner with this really right, right, right. Uh, a terrible incident. Which you know, of course, you know, Kennedy went on, and he had a very very much 
I guess you could say, distinguished career. He was at the forefront of all kinds of legislation. Uh, when I remember when he was when he died in 2009, there were many, many, many uh, discussions about his legacy and what yeah. he had done. But almost no one brought up Chappaquiddick, and, and almost nobody did. Which, which I I can understand. I mean, fresh after his, his death, but yeah, it it it. it it was it was only the good things were uh, absolutely. And I, I so, about, so I kind of want to end things here. And I th- there was this piece that was written by uh, Craig Shirley, who is a one of the foremost uh, historians of Ronald Reagan. I think of this generation, if not the foremost. Uh, but he has a lot of knowledge about uh, this era in American history, and uh, he wrote a really great piece in Town Hall called. Uh, the entitled Kennedys, which I thought was was really excellent, and and kind of explaining how the Kennedys have gotten away with some things, and first of all, acknowledging that you know some of the older Kennedys were genuinely uh, heroes uh, and great men, and it's uh, you know in some way in contrast to the behavior of Ted Kennedy, and I, I would like to read the end of this piece because I think it's I think it's really good. Um, he summed things up. He said, Kennedy failed to become president. He failed to become a nominee for the president, yet he held office until his death as one of the longest consecutive serving senators in United States history, nearly 50 years. He died at the age of 77, making this congressional run a majority of his life. Chappaquiddick could have genuinely been a mistake, a fatal tragedy that cost the life of a young woman. However, the actions following are not in question. Kennedy died in 2009. Sodden, grotesquely overweight, an alcoholic celebrated by the signs of liberal society and buried in Arlington. He lies amidst the thousands of real heroes, many of whom saved women and did not leave them to die. Some years ago, some in Hollywood tried to make a movie on Chappaquiddick based on the meticulously written book Death at Chappaquiddick by the estimable duo of Tom Tedrow and his son, Tom Tedrow Jr. The entitled Kennedy family, still strong and influential, reached out and swatted it away. Blissfully, not this time. The story is finally being told. Mary Jo Kopechny's story has been lost amid the fable and erstes of the celebrated Kennedys. She died because of Ted Kennedy's incompetency and his cowardice. She died because he was entitled and thought he could get away with it. And he did. Now, obviously, that's a very, very aggressive uh, statement to make about Kennedy. And, and certainly, you know, saying that, you know, insinuating that he should not have been buried in Arlington, which, you know, of course, we do have many great heroes. And I, I think certainly in the case of JFK, you know, deserves his right. uh, being placed in Arlington Cemetery. But, you know, there is this kind of uh, it is kind of rich that, you know, he has been so celebrated. Uh, you know, our our politicians should they be judged by their private actions. Uh, you know, that is a, a question that, you know, I think societies have always grappled with. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is a very important one for our time and many others. And here's a case where a man didn't have to uh, really apologize or well, fess up to that at all. Right. And and this did go beyond a private action because it was it was a legal matter that, that ended up involving quite a few other officials in Massachusetts, the sheriff, uh, the U.S. attorney in that, from that area, all and a judge, all of which basically came down and didn't want to do too much to Teddy. Uh, the so. question is, if 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 it was Ted Kennedy voices, was basically. anybody else in American society, could he have gotten away with this? And you know, I think almost certainly no. And I think that's I think that's absolutely right. And it's uh, it's great that finally the story has been told to a, a a more mainstream audience in this country, and that that people really know the truth. Um, finally, uh, so th- thank you very much, Fred. Uh, you know, as always, I think this is uh, I think this is great to talk about an important history. 
Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us on the Right Side of History. If you'd like to listen to past and future broadcasts, you can also check us out on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or the Daily Signal website. Also, take a look at the Daily Signal's Facebook page for when we air our next program. And if you are further interested in our work, check out my Twitter, at Jared Stepman, and Fred's Twitter handle, at FredLucasWH. Thanks again for listening. You've been listening to The Right Side of History, executive produced by Jared Stepman and Fred Lucas. Sound designed by Michael Gooden, Lauren Evans, and Thalia Rampersad. For more information, visit heritage.org.